Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. trying to connect all morning long and I have not been able to connect so I'm just gonna bind the principalities of the airways I'm just gonna take authority over every demonic principality I cancel every assignment against my Wi-Fi connected connection I cancel every assignment against my cellular connection I cancel every assignment that has tried to come against this devotional this morning right now. In the name of Jesus, I shut the doors to Satan. Satan, you have no authority over this devotional. I thank you, Father God, that this devotional is going forth this morning as you have called it to go forth. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit over this devotional right now. In Jesus' name, and I lift up the name of Jesus. I lift up the name of Jesus. I cover it. I cover Facebook. I cover YouTube. I cover Instagram in the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. I have been trying to get on to the devotional for almost 20 minutes now. And I could not get a connection. No cellular connection. No Wi-Fi connection. No kind of connection. So we thank Father for his victory. One of the things that I've learned, no matter the circumstance of the situation, you remain cool, calm, and collected. So Father God, I thank you for victory right now in the name of Jesus. Do me a favor. Go share the devotional right now. Put it in someone's hands. And let's get ready to be saturated in the word of God because God will have the final say so and have victory y'all know I have a standard of excellence y'all know I do not like being late <laughs> um but it's fine it's fine I thank Jesus I thank Jesus I thank him for stable connections I thought it I thank God for stable connections I thank you every wi-fi connection every cellular connection will last and be strong right now in Jesus name Father God, we thank you, 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 thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, if we ever cancel anything, we do things in proper order around here. You're going to get a notification. We just don't phase out on you. This is this is God's ministry, so we make sure we do it in excellence. My God, my God, I thank you. I thank you, I thank you. I had to switch devices. Had to go get a device from Josiah, but it's all good. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yep, God is still God. God is still God. God is still God. 
God is still God. God is powerful. God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. God is all-knowing. God is all-seeing. God is our victory. God is our strength. God is our way-maker. God is our truth. God has the final say-so. God is the beginning. He is the end. He is our healer. He has already determined our fate, and our victory is in Him. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God. Yeah, He's almighty. He's all Almighty, He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. 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 I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you. I magnify you. Oh, come magnify the Lord with me. 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 My God, we thank you. My God, we bless you. My God, we praise you. We lift up the name of Jesus. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift up the name of Jesus. 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 This is a move. This is a move. This is a move. This is a move. Can I tell you something? The enemy is looking for your inconsistency. The, the enemy is looking for you not to pers persevere. Perseverance means continual grace to the end. And so we have to make decisions we are going to persevere. Like you have to say, you know what? It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. It doesn't matter what's presented to me. It doesn't matter what's happening around me. I'm going to continue in the process. I'm going to continue in the process. I'm going to continue to do you, God. I'm going to continue to follow you, God. I'm going to continue to focus myself on you, God. I'm going to continue to keep my eyes in your direction. I'm going to continue to look to the hill which cometh my help because my help comes from the Lord. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be swayed. I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to turn to the left or to the right. I'm not going to do that. No. I'm going to stay steadfast. I'm going to stay immovable. I'm going to stay bound to the works of the Lord because I know that's what's more important than absolutely everything. My God, absolute continue grace, persevering to the end, continually to remain steadfast, continually to keep my eyes on him, continue. The enemy loves to see. He will always present a situation he will always present a circumstance to see if you'll continue, to see if you'll still fight, to see if you'll stand up, to see if you'll stay focused, to see if you'll stay in, in the vein, to see if you'll still trust God, to see if you'll still believe God, to still see if you'll put your hope in God. He always presents situations to make you think it's not working or your prayers or your targets are not moving and it is not the truth. If God is for you, who else can be against you? 
If God is for you, who else can be against you? There's absolutely no one else that can be against you if God is for you. My God. So when things happen, like this morning, no Wi-Fi connection, no internet connection, strange stuff going on Facebook. When things happen, then the position is, what position will you take? Come on, Holy Spirit. What position will you take? What position will you take? What stance are you take going to take? How focused are you going to be? He is always trying to knock your focus off Jesus. He is always trying to make you think that Jesus is not the way, the truth, and the life. That's why our worship is so important. That's why our heart towards God is so important. That's why we got to remember, remain steadfast. That's why we got to remain immovable. That's why we got to remain focused on the things of God. Because he is looking, he is always looking for where you're weak. See, see, and this is the thing that we forget because the Holy Spirit proved to us yesterday that in our weaknesses, we are actually made strong. But what he does, come on, Holy Spirit, you teach that thing today. What he does is he takes our weaknesses and he magnifies our weaknesses and he makes us think that our weaknesses are a problem for God. My God, my God. God, my God, he takes, I'm going to say that one more time. I'm going to say that one more time. He takes our weaknesses and he magnifies our weaknesses and he makes us think our weaknesses. He makes us think our weaknesses is a problem for God. And so when we think our weakness is a problem for God, we'll hide ourselves from God. We'll be like Moses. We off in the desert. We running. We hiding. We'll hide ourselves from God because we really think there's an issue with our weakness because that's what he presents. He presents there's a problem with our weakness. He presents there's something wrong with us being weak. When Paul is said to us, no, 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 no. I'm going to boast in being weak because I know when I boast in being weak, when I position myself in being weak, that I'm actually strong. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all, that I'm actually strong. So when he presents a circumstance or a situation or puts me in the position to make me think that being there's something wrong with me being weak, what I begin to do is I will begin to grapple for other things. Come on, Holy Spirit. I will begin to grapple for other things. I will begin to look for other things. My God, stand up in this. Stand up in the word today. He says, I, you'll begin to grapple. You'll begin to look for other things. You won't worship God. You won't talk like God. You won't act like God. You won't stand in the word of God because he's presented to you that there's a problem with your weakness. When God ain't got no problem with you being weak. When God ain't got no problem with you being broken. When God ain't got no problem with you, uh, with you not being strong and not having strength. God don't have no problem because God sees it as an opportunity opportunity to show up. God sees it as an opportunity to show out. God sees it as an opportunity to do something on your behalf. As a matter of fact, he's looking for you to say, let me move myself out the way. Let me move myself over. Let me get my focus on you. Let me get my mind on you. Let me find my strength in you. Let me be saturated in your presence. Let me worship you this time like never before. As a matter of fact, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you you till it happens. I'm going to magnify you till it happens. I'm going to praise you until it happens. My God, 
My God. So the enemy is looking for your lack of perseverance. He's looking for the fact that you don't understand your character is being developed. He's looking for you to even think you got to have it all together to come to God. He's looking for that. He, he loves for you to think you got to have it all together. You got to have everything together. You got to have everything in position to come before God. He's looking for those silly things. My God. That keep us from knowing and acting and receiving. My God. And living in the mind of God. My God, Father God, we glorify you. We glorify you for a word that teaches us how to persevere. We glorify you and thank you for a word that changes the heart and mind of man. Father God, we glorify you and thank you for a word that is living, that is active. That is living, that is active. My God, we thank you for a word, Lord God. We thank you for a word. We be, we're looking, God, send me a word. God, send me a word. And the Lord is like, if you would just show up and be present. The teacher will come in. My God, if you will just show up and be present, the comforter will come in. My God, if you will just show up and be present. The strengthener will come in. My God, if you will just show up and be present, the advocate will come in. You won't have to say absolutely nothing to no one else. If you will just show up and be present, if you will let and allow the word of God to be active, to be sharper than any two-edged sword, if you'll just show up and be present. My God, I thank you for the living word. My God, I thank you for the sword of the spirit. My God, I thank you we were created to overcome. My God, I thank you it's not by might, but by your spirit, says the Lord. My God, I thank you for overwhelming us in your presence. My God, I thank you goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. My God, I thank you that your word is a lamp unto my path and a light for me, Lord God. My God, I thank you for wisdom, knowledge, discernment. My God, I thank you for direction. My God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. My God, I thank you for you being God. My God, I thank you for you being God. And so it's important for us to show up and be present. It's important for us to show up and be present. It's important for us to, to, to make a decision to persevere. God is still God. God is still God. God is everlasting. God, God is consistent. God is not changing us. God does not leave us. God does not forsake us. And if God is for us, who else can be against us? Who else can be against us? Who else can be against us? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. That's why we got to know who we are in God. God is like, I just need you to show up. I need you to stay in position. I need you to step back and down. And some of you are like, well, I don't feel like it. It don't matter if you don't feel like it. It don't matter. Just go. Sometimes you might just have to lay at the altar. My God, that's why you got to be be like the man of God who needed a healing and he had friends. Come on, Holy Spirit. He had friends who cut a hole in the roof. Do you know how dedicated this friend, those friends are? Do you know what it's like to have friends that cut a hole in the roof and lower you down? Do you know what measure of faith that is? Do you know if you ain't got no friends like that? Y'all know what I'm about to say. Throw the whole caboodle of friends away. Throw the whole caboodle of friends away. That's why when you can't 
Your friends should be able to. I long for people who can pray for me. I got a team that I can be transparent and vulnerable. I don't play like, oh, I got it all together. I Hey, I need y'all to pray for strength. Hey, I need y'all to pray for my healing. Hey, I need y'all to stand with me. Hey, I need y'all to pray for my boldness. A whole slew of folks to get in position and pray that I can be vulnerable in front of and that has changed my life. My God, we thank you for godly friendships. My God, we thank you for godly connections. My God, we thank you for... Can I tell you something? I don't even know. Just make sure you find that scripture about lowering him in the roof. I don't even know how I had any other kind of friends. See, I thought I needed, can I, can I just give you this this morning? Cause I feel like I need to come on Holy Spirit. Can I tell you something? There are relationships that you will create and you will have, and you, you, you had those relationships when you were in pain. My God, so you guys came together in your darkness. You guys came together in your pain. And you know, I say all the time, longevity does not equal legitimacy. Because you've been together for a long time, don't make it legitimate. Because you've been together for a long time, don't mean that y'all still need front row seats in each other's lives. And there comes a place and a position in which when you connect to God, when you're trying to walk in divine purpose, when you're trying to be centered, when you're trying to... um let the Lord lead you, that you need a different kind of friend. You, you need a different kind of friend. You don't need nobody that's going to sign off on your mess. You don't need nobody that's going to keep you in the, in, the, in the wide path. You don't need nobody that acts just like you unless they're acting just like God. My God. My God. You don't need nobody. No, nobody that's acting just like you unless they're acting just like God. So we have to shift our perspective in our relationships and make sure Psalms 1 tells us that we are walking in godly counsel. My God, that we are walking with friends who can cover our wounds, that we are walking with friends that can lay hands on us, that we are walking with, with, with friends that can speak a word over us, that we are walking with friends that check us with our attitudes, that we are, you know, you if you got friends and all that, well, you know, they my friends just lift me up. If you got friends and all they do is lift you up and build you up and talk real great and good to you and they don't ever correct you, you need a whole new batch of friends you need a whole like you need a whole new batch of friends you need some friends that gonna come tell you your slip is showing you need some friends that's gonna tell you there's some something in your nose you need some friends that's gonna challenge you and say to you baby <clears throat> baby that right there ain't right baby that right there ain't that that ain't of god you need some friends who see the god in you you need some friends who see the God in you. You need some friends who see the greater you. You need some friends that see more to you. You need some friends when you afflicted, when you sick, when you worn, when you tired, baby, that they will tear off the roof. Come on, Holy Spirit. Lower you down so that you can meet Jesus. <laughs> so that you can meet Jesus. So that you can meet Jesus. My God. God, your friends should constantly be bringing you in the presence of Jesus. My God, your friends should constantly be bringing you in the presence of Jesus. My God, your friends should not be gossiping with you. Your friends should not be signing off your carnal you. Your friends should be constantly bringing you in the presence of Jesus. Them the kind of friends you need. Them the kind of, them, them the kind of relationships you need. That's the course and the direction 
that your life has to be navigating to. You've got to understand you don't need no fair weather friends. You don't need no, no friends that's always, you don't need no friends signing off on your mess. You don't need no, you need a sisterhood. You need a tribe of women that are, and a tribe of men that'll hold you accountable to your purpose, baby. You need a tribe of men or you need just a few men or women that'll hold you to your purpose, baby. The scripture says where two or more are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. Baby, you need some people that gonna bring you in the midst. You need some people that's going to bring you in the mist. You need some people that's going to stir something up. So when you go missing, when you look like you lacking, you need some friends to say, oh, you ain't got it? I got it. Not a borrower. You don't have to borrow nothing from me, baby. I got your back, baby. I got your back. That's the kind of friend. You need a friend that sticks closer than a brother. My God in the name of Jesus. My God in the name of Jesus. My God. You need some people that's going to let you down to the in the roof when you in your worst place. You need some people that's going to minister to your spirit when you in your... See, but can I tell you something? The flesh is foolish. The flesh is foolish. When those kind of friends come into our life, we will often retreat. And the reason that we will retreat is because nobody ever ta taught us properly what a good friend looked like, what a friend in Christ looked like, what, what, what a godly friend with godly counsel, my God, divinely connected to the spirit looked like. Now, let me be careful because some of my sisters and some of my brothers who feel like, feel, feel like they're godly friend, um, have not presented themselves friendly. Know the word of God, but not presented themselves friendly. I don't even know why we're in this direction. My God, but not presented themselves friendly, not presented themselves kind, not presented themselves gentle, not presented themselves compassionate, not presented themselves understanding. We ain't talking nobody about no people who beat you up with the Bible. We're talking about people that will love you in your worst places. We're talking about people that will love you in your sickness. We're talking about people that will love you in your darkness. We're talking about people that will pray for you behind the scenes when you can't pray for yourself that's a different kind of friend that's a see i don't want no contractual obligations that are based on whether or not um i'm in a good mood or you're in a good mood i need covenant relationships i need jonathan and david type of relationships i need ruth and naomi type relationships your people gonna be my people my people gonna be your people i need something with some depth in it i need something that's locked and loaded i need someone that can shoot a missile at a target when i can't aim for my myself, my God in the name of Jesus. We're talking about godly friendships. We're talking about people that'll hold you to your purpose. My God. We're talking about people that's going to hold you to your purpose. You want somebody to hold you to your purpose. You don't want somebody that's going to back you that back down. You don't want somebody that's going to run away. You don't, you don't want somebody that's only up there when you up. Come on now. You want somebody that's going to hold you to, so, to your purpose. You want somebody that's going to call you out when you eating too much. You, you want somebody that's going to call you out when you lying. You want somebody to hold you to your purpose. Can we go back over to that scripture for Man, when they cut the roof, can I tell you something? Come on, Holy Spirit. My God, this is not what I want to get you. My God, my God. I didn't, this is not what I wanted to get you. This is what I need you to know, how significant this relationship is. We're going over to Mark 2 and 4. It says, since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd. Come on, Holy Spirit. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made it 
opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. Can I tell you something? They had to understand that he had purpose. They had to understand that his circumstance and his situation was not unto death. They had to know that. They had to believe in him. They had to have hope in him. They had to be, be ten toes down. They had to make a decision. You know what? This is not unto death. His sickness is not unto death. They had to operate in the same faith as him. They had to be on the same principles, line upon line and precept upon precept. Because the next part of the scripture says, when Jesus saw their faith, 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 it didn't say when Jesus saw his faith, it says when Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw the collaboration, when Jesus saw the whole devotional was believing and praying, when Jesus saw all LMJ ministries was in link, when Jesus saw all the prayer warriors were in position, when Jesus saw all them call out his name, when Jesus saw all them tear the roof open, he said their faith, their faith, my God in the name of Jesus, their faith, their faith, he didn't say his faith, he said their faith, he said their faith, this is what he said, he said, he said, he said to the paralytic, son your sins are forgiven, that's a word right there. He said, son, he said, son, your sins are forgiven. He dealt with his sins first. He said, son, your sins are forgiven. He didn't even ask for forgiveness. He said, son, your sins are forgiven, right? He said, when, he said, but some of the scribes were sitting there and thinking in their heart, you always got negatives. You always got haters. You always got doubters. Why does this man speak like this? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone, right? They ain't know, my God. At once, Jesus knew in his spirit that they were thinking, Thinking this way within themselves. Why are you thinking these things like this in your heart? All the negative, all the naysayers, all that those that don't believe in you, all those that don't trust in your purpose, all those that have been trying to come against you, all those that have been putting their mouth on you, all those that have been talking about you behind your back. My God, in the name of Jesus, he says, he says, why are you thinking these things in your heart? He says, which is easier to say to a paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up, pick up your mat and walk away. Same thing, same thing. Same thing. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has the authority. See, you got to dig into the context of this. You got to dig into more of this. This is what I like. He said, but so you know that the Son of Man has the authority. His friends brought him in front of the authority. His friends brought him into the place of authority. His friends brought him to the place of the only person that could heal him. His friends brought him to the place of the only person that could set him free. His friends brought him to the place of the only person that could change the circumstance and situation. It's so much in this scripture. It's so much in the context. It's so much in the pretext. It's so much in the scripture. His friends brought him to see his friends didn't want him just dependent upon them. You, he didn't want they didn't want they didn't want to be his answer. They didn't want to be his truth. They didn't want to be a solution. No, they turned him to Jesus. They turned him to the one that had the final authority. So he said to the paralytic, My God, he says, he says, So which is easy to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up, pick up your mat and walk, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has a 
authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, however you want to say it, whatever makes you comfortable, that's what Jesus just presented. So you don't want me to forgive his sins. That's fine. I'm going to tell him the same thing in a different way. I'm going to tell him by his stripes here, here. I'm going to tell him I was wounded for his transgressions, bruised for his iniquities, and chastised for his peace. My God, I'm going to tell him I died for his sin. I'm going to say it in a whole different way. Hey, I tell you, get up, pick up your mat, and go home, baby, because you healed. Get up, pick up your mat, and go home, baby, because you forgiven. Get up, pick up your mat, and go home, baby, because your situation has changed. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, we glorify you. Father, we bless you. My God, in the name of Jesus. And immediately, I love those immediately. Oh, my God. And immediately, and immediately, the paralytic man, my God, the the paralytic, he was paralysis. My God. Come on, Holy Spirit. He had paralysis. Paralysis ain't just physical, baby. Paralysis can be spiritual. Paralysis, complete or partial loss of function, especially when involving the power of motion. My God, he was, he, he lacked motion. He lacked movement. He lacked fruitfulness. He lacked fertility. And his friends brought him in front of the one, my God, that could put him back in motion. That could change his position, baby. They brought him to the one that could put him back in motion. They brought him back to the healer. They brought him to the way maker. They brought him to the truth. They brought him to the life. My God, they brought him to the one that could change his position. That could put motion in the ocean. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. They brought him to the one that speaks to the winds and to the waves. They brought him to the one true God. They brought him to the king of kings. They brought him to the Lord of Lords. They brought him to the great I am. If you ain't got no friends like that, you need to change position. If you ain't got no people like that that ride with you, you need to change positions. If you ain't got no people like that that know your sin ain't unto death, that know your circumstance ain't unto death, you 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 got to change positions. You got to find you some new friends. You need to find you some godly counsel. Come on, Holy Spirit. Psalms in one, it said, blessed fortunate, prosper, and favored by God is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example. My God, blessed, fortunate, prospered, prosperous, and favored. Blessed, fortunate, prospered, and favored. By the God is the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example. Nor stand in the path of cinders, nor sit down to the rest in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. My God, he, he wants them kind of friends. He wants them kind of friends. He want to be connected to people like that. He want to be connected to people to hold him. He want to be connected to people that see their purpose. He want to be connected to people who will lay him in front of the king. I love God. I love God. He said, no one is law, his precepts and teachings, he habitually meditates day and night. He habitually meditates day and night. He says, and he will be like a tree. My God, he will be like a tree. My God, it's time for you to get planted. It's time for you to stand steadfast. It's time for you to get immovable. My God, but you're going to have to, is, is this, yeah, 
Holy Spirit, you're going to have to change positions. You're going to have to come out of ungodly circles. You're going to have to come out of places that you let be legitimate in your life too long. It's time for you a new group of friends. It's time for you a new association. It's time for you to be with some folks that walk and talk like God. He says, which yields his, he said, and he will be like a tree family planted by streams of water, which yields its fruits in its season. If the leaf does not wither and in whatever he does, he prospers and comes to maturity and whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked, those who live in disobedience to God's law are not so, but they are like the chaff, worthless without substance. <laughs> We've had, my God, we can't afford to be in situations worthless and without substance. My God, can we ask that Holy Spirit? You need to begin to ask yourself, are the friendships that I'm tied to, are they worthless and without substance? Stop, can I tell you something? Stop being afraid to be alone. Stop being afraid to be without people. That has been the thing that has been lying to you for way too long. See, can I show, show you something about properly guarding your heart? Can I show you what it means to properly guard your heart so that, so that you can deal with the issues in life? Can I, can I tell you what Proverbs 4 and 23 is really saying to you? Can I show you something in this? I want to show you something. I want to show you something in this. Part of the problem in our positioning is because we haven't been properly guarding our hearts. My God, in the name of Jesus, part of the problem in our positioning is we haven't been properly guarding our heart. We haven't been doing the proper things to guard our heart. So Proverbs 4, 23 and 27, it says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. From your mouth, free, keep your mouth, keep, you keep, not God, keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Well, what's perversity? Anything that doesn't sound like God. Anything that doesn't line up with God, right? Perversity is a deliberate desire to behave in an unreasonable or unacceptable way. It's contrariness. Perversity is a deliberate desire to behave in an unreasonable way. What ways am I acting in that are not like God? Well, in order for me to know, that means I got to study to show myself approved. In order for me to know what's not like God and what's of God, that means I'm going to have to spend some time in the word. So he says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do that flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep your mouth from things that don't sound like, that don't look like, that don't act like God. That means no, I ain't supposed to be cussing. That means no, I ain't supposed to be gossiping. That means no, I ain't supposed to be backbiting. That means no, I'm not supposed to be talking negative. That means I'm not supposed to be talking condescending. That means I'm not supposed to talk lewdness. That means I'm not supposed to be crudeness. As a matter of fact, my speech needs to line up and look like and think like and act like God. My God. So keep your mouth from anything that doesn't look like God. Keep your mouth from anything that doesn't sound like God. As a matter of fact, the scripture says from your mouth, it should not run bitter and sweet waters. My God. As a matter of fact, another scripture says there should be no coarse joking. Come on, word of God. There should be no coarse joking. That's what the word says. Those things are not like God. So we're not going to play the dozen. We're not going to crack jokes on you. We're not going to get caught up in all of these other things that are not like God. Why? Because out of my mouth are flowing the issues of life. My God, Ephesians 5, 4, I've seen stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes. They are not from you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. So, Let's go back to this. Come on, I ain't got but a few more minutes. So he says, keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt 
talk from your lip. So let's divine corrupt. Let's divine corrupt. See, it's it, here's the problem. We look, we see it, we hear it. It gets in our heart, it comes out our mouth. We see it, we hear it, it gets in our heart, it comes out of our mouth. It's a cycle. When we're saying it in our mouth, it's getting in our hearing, it's getting down in our spirit, it's getting in our heart, and whatever's in our heart is about to guide our direction. Whatever's in our heart is how we're about to live. Whatever is in our heart is how we're about to do. Whatever's in our heart, my God, if it's unforgiveness, we already dealt with matters of the heart. So when we look at the word corrupt, Crop is to change from good to bad morals, manners, or actions. Corrupt is to change from good to bad in morals, manners, and actions. So, Father, what manners, morals, and actions do I have that don't look like you? What morals, manners, and actions do I have that don't align with you? What morals, manners, and actions do I have that are not conducive to kingdom? So, let's go back. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. My God. Let your eyes look straight ahead. My God. Look, let your eyes look straight ahead. Let your eyes look straight ahead. As a matter of fact, Proverbs 4 and 27 says, let's back it up to to the 26th verse, it says, make a level path for your feet and all your ways will be sure. Make a level path for all your feet. Let the word be your light. Let the word be your lamp. Let the word be your guidance. Let the word be your direction. Let the word be your decision maker. My God, my God. This is why it's difficult for us to sit in different places because we ain't properly guarded our heart. So then when God pulls us into position to be in godly relationships, to be in kingdom-like places, we'll resist God. We'll resist the people because those people are more like God than they are my friends. So it says, it says, look, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you and then give careful thought, careful thought to the past of your feet, careful thoughts to the past of your feet. Am I lighting the, letting the word be the light in the lamp? Am I letting the word be the light and the lamp? Am I allowing the word to be the light and the lamp? Am I letting the word be the governance structure for my mouth? Am I letting the word be the governance structure for my thoughts? Am I letting the word be the governance structure for my friendships? Am I letting the word be the defining principle for the things that I do? Am I letting the word? Psalms 119.105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your word, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Back to Psalms 1. Blessed, fortunate, prosper, and favored by God is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example. My God, following their advice and example. That, that, that's the word. That's what the word said. Let me give you a little bit more of this and then we're going to wrap it up. It says, give the careful thoughts to the past of your feet. My God. And be steadfast in all your ways. Be steadfast 
in all your ways. Isaiah 26 and 3, you will keep in perfect peace the steadfast mind because he trusts in you. My God, my God, the steadfast mind, the mind that's saturated in the word of God, the mind that's letting the word of God guide them, the mind that's letting the word of God um, move them, the mind that's letting the word of God lead them. <laughs> oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your word. First Corinthians 15 and 58 says, therefore, my beloved, <laughs> therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast and immovable, always excel in the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Whatever I do in the Lord, when I let the Lord guide my path, when I let the Lord guide my feet, it's not in vain, baby. It's not in vain. It's never going to be in vain. As a matter of fact, Galatians says, do not get weary in well-doing. Because if you faint not, if you faint not, baby, you're going to reap. If you faint not, you're going to change positions. And if you faint not, baby, you're going to walk into your harvest. My God, God is so intentional with us. God is, And then it says, do not turn to the right or left. Keep your foot from evil. That's how we properly guard our heart. What are we saying? What are we doing? What are we connected to? What are we listening to? My God, as a matter of fact, the word says we're only to think on things that are pure, lovely, and good report. I was still, I, I have been, uh, there's been some issues that I've still been struggling with, like thinking good thoughts towards people, even when their patterns and behaviors have been repetitive, right? I'm going to wrap this thing up. When people's patterns and behavior have been repetitive, one of my spiritual things that I've had to fight towards is to think good thoughts towards them when they come my way. So I had to go over to 1 Corinthians and remind myself. <laughs> Come on, Lord. I had to go over to First Corinthians around to think good thoughts towards that person when they come my way, even when they've been repetitive, even even when they've been doing the same thing again and again, even when they've treated me the same way over and again, to learn to think that's been my mind battle, that's been my personal struggle, to not think crazy thoughts to them, even though their behavior keeps being cyclic. So the Lord took me, this is how we properly guard my heart, instead of allowing my thoughts to think negative towards them, this is what God reminded me. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful. It's not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not provoked, nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices with the truth. When right and true prevail, love bears all things. Regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades away nor ends. But as far as prophecies, my God, they will pass away. As far as tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will be passed away. For we know in part, we prophesy in part, for our knowledge is fragmentary and incomplete. 
But when that which is complete and perfect comes, that which is incomplete and partial will pass away. When love comes, when Jesus comes, my God, all other things will pass away. But above and all things, love bears all things. That's how I had to reset myself. That's how I had to center myself. That's how I had to position myself. That's how I had to deal with a recent circumstance and a situation with someone reminding me no matter what they say, no matter what, if they lying to me or not, no matter if their patterns and behavior are secretly or not, mm -mm, love endures all things. Love hopes for the bus. Look, that's how we properly guard our heart. That's how we keep unforgiveness out. That's how we keep our thoughts from strain. We properly guard our heart in the word of God. Can I tell you something? When you are properly guarding your heart, revelation, when revelation is really there, it's in your actions. It's not just you saying it. It's not you mimicking it. You can live it out and you can live it out with fullness. My God. My God, there was so much in that today. Father God, we thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people today. I thank you for grace. I thank you, Father God, for unlocking us so that we can go deeper in you. I thank you, Father God, for activating us this morning so we can walk in deeper relationships and so that we won't be afraid to walk with godly counsel. We won't be afraid for you to position and place us at new tables. We won't be afraid to receive correction. We won't be afraid to walk with godly counsel. Father God, I thank you for your word this morning that is planting us so that we can bear more free fruit. Open the eyes of our understanding. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God, that you are healing us and mending the broken heart. My God, for those of us that have been damaged by people in the past, if that is you, just throw your hands up right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God, you are healing all of those that have been hurt by people in the past that have been holding on to their hurt. I thank you, Father God, right now. I feel that, Holy Spirit. I thank you. You are mending the broken heart. I thank you, Father God. You are giving them a tender, responsive heart. I thank you, Father God. They are beginning to walk in forgiveness like never ever before. Saturate them in your presence. Allow them to know today, Father God, that they can trust you with their heart without the fear of rejection, without the fear of being hurt, Father God. Let them know today that they can trust you with their heart. And as you're putting them in godly circles and you're putting them in, in godly counsel, let them know today, Father God, you can trust them with your heart. You are the mender of the broken heart. And we thank you Father God, that we are established in you and that we look to the hills which come as our help. We look to you and not to man. Strengthen us, Father God. Show us how to look to you. My God, that's it. And not to man. My God and the just shall live by faith. I thank you for your word. Now do me a favor. If the Lord speaks to you, go plant a seed. My God, God, my God, go plant a seed, go put a seed, become a partner with the ministry. My God, I thank you. Your giving is not in vain. I just heard the Holy Spirit say that. Your giving is not in vain. I promise you, your giving is not in vain. Whatever you do, do it unto the Lord, not to Lakeisha. Do it unto the Lord. So if the Lord tells you to give, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. 
click the button, click the donate button and give there or cash app us, dollar sign LMJ Ministry. My God, in the name of Jesus, your giving is not in vain. Your giving is not in vain. My God, I thank you, Father God, for the giving of your people. I thank you that more fruit may abound to their account. And I thank you, Father God, that they recognize that you shall supply all their needs according to your riches and glory. I thank you for godly friendships that will form after this. I thank you for godly friendships that will be resurrected after this. I thank you for godly friendships for circles, wise counsels of circles, Lord God that are transforming kingdom for your glory. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, that every word that I spoke today, Father God, that you will prove your servant's word to be true in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, one more thing. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I need you to repeat after me. I need this to be your defining moment so that God can put you in the right circles, so that your heart can be renewed by him and that you can walk in a steadfast spirit. Dear Jesus, I have sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sin. I'm asking you to come into my heart and take away my sins. I promise to love you and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, welcome, brother. Welcome, sister. Welcome to the kingdom. We are so grateful and happy to have you here. But I personally need you to send me an email, info at justbeinglmj.com so that we can send you some materials. I would love to continue to disciple you. Father God, thank you for all my partners. My God, thank you for all my partners who continue to help us get the gospel throughout all the world. Thank you, thank you. And thank you for to those of you who sold into Judas J, Judah J's life yesterday. He is so grateful. Y'all bless my little baby. He was so super excited. Thank you for, you for those of you who did. My God, we honor you. We bless you. You praise you. Back here in the morning, 5 a.m., invite someone in. Tell them, hey, come here. Come hang out with me. That's the kind of friend you need to be. You need to be inviting your friends, not the ones you just comfortable with. Not the one you are not a good. Can I, can I say your Holy Spirit? Oh, absolutely, I can. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are not a good friend if you are not sharing the gospel with your friends that you think won't accept it. Woo! That's some accountability. You're not a good friend if you won't share the gospel with your friends that you think won't accept it. You do not love them if you can't present Christ to them. You got to just, just even if they say no, it's okay. Invite them in. One day they might say yes. One day they may say yes. Father God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for Jesus. Love y'all. Go be loved today. Let someone else be a blessing. Sow a seed into someone else's life today. Go be loved today. Let someone else encounter the love of Jesus Christ to you. See you back here in the morning. Love you. Love, peace, blessings. My God, in the name of Jesus. My God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to Lakeisha M. Johnson. Dot com today.